Welcome back, everybody, to After the Checkers with Kyle Hall. I am Kyle Hall, and I need to do some thank yous right off the bat before we meet our guest here. Um, and that is uh, mymth.com, the Minnesota Trek headquarters. Those guys have been with me a long time now, and I couldn't thank them enough, as well as East Central Sports. We're doing that really cool um, over here. We're still doing the football board, and uh, we got, as of this exact moment right now, 13 left. Um, and so if you're, if you're seeing this and you want to get a pit bike, it's 20 bucks to get your, you get your name on the board, go to my Venmo right there is the logo that's in the middle of my Venmo. It's Kyle dash hall dash 81, send me 20 bucks, get your name on there. We'll draw a winner and you might win a pit bike. So, um, thank you to ECS as well for, for doing that as well. So now let's get to this guy right here. This is the number 92. And that's significant to those who don't know. If you know, you know. Uh, but if you don't know, we'll get to that. Is uh, the number 92 of Nick Sites Mod 4 driver from Bemidji, Minnesota. Welcome to After the Checkers, Nick. How you doing? Good. How you doing, Kyle? I am good, man. I'm good. Uh, good we, we chatted a little bit before we got going here. And and I told you I'm excited. I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited to... to talk to every one of my guests because that's why I ask him to be my guest is just to get to know different people from different walks of life and different parts of racing and different classes and guys that have been racing for 50 years and guys that have been racing for five months and and uh and you're you're the latter like you're you you're uh 40 races or so into your first ever into your racing career and so yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about being a mod four rookie and we're going to talk about your last name. And, and I think that's the part that I want to talk about first is there's a, there's a picture right above you of a, I, I think that's a, a, like a late model from maybe 20 years ago or so. Uh, and it has your last name on it, but you're not a late model driver and, nope. and people might've made the connection already or maybe there's a lot of people that already know who you are and who your rather famous father is and so there's this race over in grand forks called the john sites memorial and john was your dad mm -hmm. yeah yep john john was my dad <laughs> it's kind of it's a big name to carry on but uh no you gotta do your best so <laughs> yeah for sure and so we'll We'll talk about that. That's going to be one of my questions is, is being, being John Sight's son. And so um, you were only two years old. You're, you're, the reason it's the John Sight's Memorial is because John passed away very sort of suddenly out of the blue, just was gone. And you were only two years old when that happened. And, yep. and so you didn't, you didn't quote unquote, grow up going to the racetrack with your dad and, and, you know, sat in his car and did all that kind of stuff. Like a lot of kids get to do. Um, but you still, you still have the responsibility, the burden. I'm not sure exactly <laughs> what the right word is there of living up to that name. Cause your dad is legendary as a driver. And then as the John sites Memorial, like that race is a is an absolute crown jewel for everybody that races it. It is, it is one that, man, if I can win that one and no other big specials, that's a complete career kind of a thing. And so, cause it's hard, like it's 92 freaking laps to, to, of in a late model race that that's, it's hard to be good for 92 laps. And so, um, 
let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about growing up sites. And, and uh, first of all, I want, I want to give you an opportunity there. Your, your mom has been single for 17, 16, 17 years. And, yeah. and she raised two kids that, that were boys and that you self-admittedly were kind of hellions. Like you, you weren't necessarily great kids. And so, uh, let's talk about your mom for a little bit first. I, I just got to give her so much credit for everything she's done for me and Zach, like raising us. I mean, we wouldn't get along the best. We'd raise, we'd raise some, raise some trouble up. So yeah, I just, I got to give her a ton of thanks. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like we've kind of mellowed out a little bit and we've gotten better. And like, I'm going to give her props to that too, for kind of getting us to chill out a little bit. So that's, yeah, so. I, go ahead. I just, I, I can't imagine doing that. So just huge thank you. And a lot of credit goes out to her for that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, what is your mom's name? Uh, her name's Amity. Amity. Very like, so uh, if, if she's watching this, uh, which I, <laughs> she, she will for sure watch this, obviously she, this is her, oh, yeah. this is her baby boy <laughs> on, on the, on the internet. So um, great job great job raising this kid. Like I've watched Nick all season long from afar and uh, he's, he's, he's going to be a race car driver. Like this is like, he's, he's uh, respected as a driver uh, by other mod four drivers that, that I know super well that aren't afraid to go in on the outside of Nick or to the inside of Nick and, and know that Nick's going to hold his line and be a race car driver and not be a hack you know, spinning people out and that sort of stuff. And so, um, so good job, Amity. Okay. So your, is there, what is, what is it? Uh, I don't know how to answer, ask this question here, Nick is what is the, what is the responsibilities of being John's son and, and having not necessarily known your dad super well? It's a, uh... It's, it can be, it's interesting, honestly, because like, I mean, everywhere we go, it everybody knows who he is. I mean, we go, I mean, we raced Aiken, like a fair race, and a guy comes up to me after the race and he goes, I remember your dad back in the day and we talked for half hour about it. And he's just like, man, you're just like him. And it was just, it's kind of cool because people, people will say that and they'll say that, you know, he was a social butterfly. I, I, everybody says that. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool because I don't know I I didn't get to know him really because I was really young, but it's kind of cool hearing people say and say that kind of thing. And then it's a lot as a driver because obviously he's great, but it's my first year racing, so you know I got I got a future. So hopefully, anyways. So <laughs> for sure, yeah, yeah. The driving thing is is a side. It's it's kind of cool, I think that you get to know your dad through the eyes of other people, right? Like you, oh, it's, like, it's amazing. Yeah. Because like, like I said, at Memorial race every year, I talk to drivers and they're like, I remember this, this story about your dad way back in the day. And it's just, it's cool. Cause you get to hear everybody talk about it and you get to hear everybody's stories. And yeah, I just, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned Brad Sang and, and Don Shaw, those guys that, you know, race door to door and, I'm sure had a discussion from time to time with, with the 92 and, and got their ass kicked by the 92 frequently. And in those guys, 
I mean, especially, well, either both of them really is the, the love that they had for your dad. And I'm sure the stories and the, the attaboys that you get on your back for doing, for kind of following in your, in your dad's footsteps without having ever seen your dad's footsteps. And so let's talk, let's transition into, you didn't get to be, like I said, you, you didn't get to sit in your dad's driver's seat while he was working on the car or, you know, travel with them. Just, just the boys, you know, going down the road to the racetrack. You didn't get to do that. Like a lot of kids, you know, I think a lot of second generation racers, that's how they be like, I'm going to be just like my dad. Well, you didn't, you didn't get to see that. And so where, where does your racing passion come from other than just the stories of your dad? Well, right away after that, my grandparents would bring us out to Grand Forks pretty much every weekend, it seemed like, for years and years. So my grandpa Wes and grandma Margaret really kept us, me and Zach, in it. And they'd bring us to Grand Forks and Viking for, like, Fall Classic and Stampede in Jamestown. And we'd, talk, we'd go to the pits and talk to drivers. And, again, they just share stories and stuff. And it's it was cool. And, uh, like, this year, these past couple of years, I've been helping out my buddy Jonathan Feta, he's been, yep. he's been a big help too. And uh, just helping him out and kind of getting into it. And they actually gave me the opportunity to race for them this year. So that's where that came from. So, so that, yeah. so the night, so your car is, is a Feta racing car. Yep. It's I uh, didn't know that that's awesome. Yep. It was, uh, it was Dustin Holtquist previously and they had it as a frame at the beginning of the year. And they said, if I, if I put it together, I could race it. So over the winter, me and no me and Jonathan and Brian and a couple others helped out on it and got it put together. And yeah, we're out there this year. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, and, and, a huge thank you to them too. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, there is. Uh, they're a really cool family. That is there. Mm -hmm. There hasn't been a, a a whole lot of success come out of come out of that. You know those. You know I remember, and I'm forgetting Brian's wife, Jonathan. Nicole. Nicole. Yes. Uh, uh, they're always smiling. They're always mm -hmm. at the races and they're, it, like I said, they're not, you know, they're, they're not like necessarily up there beating and banging for the win, but they're always on the racetrack and they're always in contention and they're always happy. They're just fun to be around type people and, and really, really good for, for the mod four class and, and for racing in general, we need a lot more people like that and I even more so now that I learned that they're they're providing the car for you that's even cooler yeah. so um yeah. so let's talk about the 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 wrap that's on your car is there there's the number 92 which was which was your dad's number um you know if you for those that that go to the sites memorial that are maybe watching this it's there's a the reason it's 92 laps John's number the reason it's 9200 dollars to win John's number so you, is there, was there ever a thought to not be number 92 or was it, is it, it was just written in the stars kind of thing? Oh, it was always 92. I mean, even as like a little kid playing, playing like imagination, whatever, I always, always 92 and I draw, draw race cars when I was a little kid and be like, this is what my car is going to look like. Always number 92. There's never a doubt. I mean, anytime I could choose a number for anything, that's what it was. So nice. Yeah, it just had to be. 
That's pretty cool. And we got, like you showed, you don't have to do it now, but like up on your wall there, you know, you said that you've got a couple of his old trophies and, you know, you can see the, the, the winning plaques from different races and stuff that he's been to, you know, back in the day. So that's, it's really cool that you, that you get to be part of your, you know, you get to be part of his life, not necessarily he got to be part of your life kind of a thing. And so, so that's, it's, it's not a great situation, obviously, like I'm sure you would rather have him around, but it's, it's uh, your mom and your grandparents did a heck of a job of making sure that you knew who your dad was. And so that's, that's pretty damn cool. Pretty damn cool. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So um, I'm going to say this and then we'll move on. This was my last interview uh, was with a guy named Buzzy Adams, which I I don't know if you know, Buzzy. Yeah. Yeah. Legendary Buzzy Adams. Um, oh, yeah. and, and he was on with his son, Blake, who is just a little bit younger than you. And, um, and we were talking about the father son thing there as well. Right. And in following in some legendary footsteps, like, like Blake has to be Buzzy's son at, at a very young age. And, and, uh, and Buzzy said, you know, he doesn't really, I, like, I encourage him any second generation racer or third generation racer to go write their own book. Like don't, don't be, don't be John's son. Don't be Buzzy's son. Don't be, you know, the, the Utenins, like maybe, you know, there's Al and Brady Utenin. Don't, don't be Al's son. Just be Brady. Just be Nick. Just be Blake. And, and, uh, and I thought knowing that you were going to be my next guest and that you have some, massive racing shoes and gloves to, to fill. Uh, I thought that would be some pretty good advice for unintentionally buzzy sharing with you is to go write your own book. Don't, don't necessarily worry. I mean, don't, don't run away from it, but go write Nick Seitz's book. Not don't read, don't reread John Seitz's book. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so, um, okay. So let's talk about Nick Seitz's book. Like you're, you're, uh, you're one season into this racing deal. Uh, you're in the mod four class. How, how was the rookie year? Oh, it was fun. I'm, I see why people do it. I absolutely love it. Uh, I've been dreaming of racing as obviously growing up as a kid and I've always wanted to do it. So when, as soon as I got that opportunity, I, I hopped on it and yeah, it was just a dream come true to be able to do it. And it felt really good getting more consistent towards the year, got towards the end of the year. Uh, there were some struggles, though. I mean, I'm still figuring it out, obviously, yeah. but I, I'll, I'll take it. It was a good rookie year. So, And I, I will tell you, as a guy that's watched it, I, I've, I've driven a Mod 4 a couple times, uh, certainly not at the level that you're doing it, just after the races, you know, go spin around a couple laps in somebody else's car kind of a thing there might not be a harder car to drive than a mod four. Like they're they're the wheelbase is this long and they're twitchy. And like, when like you have to be on it all, like you can never sort of take a breath in a mod four. Like they are the twitchiest, you know, like if you move your hands this much, it's, it's this in a mod four kind of a thing. And so it is, you're, there's going to be a, a, a hurdle or a struggle or a, you're going to fall on your face a bunch of times before you ever get great at it. And, and uh, there's, there's a reason that 
if if you go back and look through Wasoda's points, like go to wasoda.org and look through points, the rookie of the year in the mod four class is rarely a top five or top 10 car. It is always a 18th through 30th place car in national points is the, is the mod four rookie of the year because it's hard to drive a mod four and especially hard to drive against the guys that have done it for, you know, a decade or more kind of a thing. So uh, the, the fact that you had the success that you did and you got a couple top fives and almost every one of your races was a top 10. And I mean, there's just a handful of races that you weren't in the top 10. Um, and, and then there was this whole thing. Bemidji got the first ever AFCO MPH Invitational and and I'm up there announcing it. And all of a sudden in this heat race, this this young kid who's never even sniffed victory lane, all of a sudden parks it. He wins his damn heat race. And the crowd is like backflip crazy excited. And I'm like, well, what the hell's going on here? That like, because I like you and I had never met other than like, yep, there's the 92 car. And to be honest with you, I had not made the connection yet that your last name and John's last name were the same last name. And, and even if they are, there's like, like it's probably there's, I mean, there's a few, a few sentences around. Yeah. It's not, it's not John's. I mean, like there's, that's not a thing. And so, uh, but then like the whole grandstands of Bemidji went nuts and, and it was just a heat race, man. So take us through that specific race. Honestly, I showing because, up there after. So, so to back up, this was the first of anything that you've won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I should have won another heat earlier in the year, but just a rookie mistake and slipped up. So, <laughs> but I mean, it, you oh got to well. lose a couple to win them. Yeah, but I mean, I led some feature laps too this year, so that felt good. But oh, anyways, so um, I don't know. Showing up to the track, I mean, we just got back from Grand Forks at like noon that day because it was the, my dad's memorial uh i got got back from grand forks around noon pulled into the track at like 12 30 made some made some adjustments kind of threw the kitchen sink at it i was talking talking to a couple people and i'm just like yeah car hasn't been handling good whatever totally just threw something random in it Let's just change it all on the biggest race of the year yeah yeah why not <laughs> probably not the smartest idea hindsight but it worked out um and then, yeah, I was super excited for the qualifying format because I always draw terrible, no matter where we go, unless it's yeah. Ogilvy. I suck at Ogilvy. But I draw terrible every time we go somewhere. So I was pumped for the qualifying format. I think I qualified, I guess, second because I started third in the heat race. But, yeah, I don't know. I just – I passed. I believe it was Errolton. He was up high. And then I just kind of waited because no one wasn't handling the best and – I just waited for him to push up and then I passed him and I don't know. That was, that was it. And then the caution came out and then, yeah, I don't know. And then I, I kind of felt dumb because I pulled through and I, I didn't realize we we're supposed to pull into victory lane for a picture. So I drove right by it. And Chris was like, yeah, you need to go to victory lane for a picture. So I did a loop around back through the infield again. So you got a victory but. lane twice. Like you got to do a little, and it just gave the crowd more time to cheer. And so it was, yeah. From the announcer side of things, it was, I was like, I wear an earpiece and they told me like, man, this is, if he pulls this thing off, this is the first time that he's won anything. 
And, yeah. and so like, I get to make a big deal about that. And I, there's, as an announcer, like there's, there's, it's, it's mostly just the same thing over and over and over. Right. And, yeah. and, uh, but there's the rare occasions where you get to be the voice of something really amazing. And, and that was a, that was one of those times for me is, is to to be able to call your first, you know, and now it wasn't a feature win yet. Like that's, that'll, that's coming next season, but, (laughs) but uh, no, not hopefully you're, you're there, man. And so, um, but then to have your whole family and like all of the grandstands and Bemidji, like you're obviously super popular up there. And it was, it was just, it was a heartwarming moment for me to be a part of that. And so, uh, it was, it was cool. And I'm guessing you, it was a long time before you got the smile wiped off your face after that race. Yeah. I mean, I pulled into the pits. I mean, I was pretty, I was, I was pumped. I was like, Holy crap. I want a heat race at this race. And, uh, I was sitting in line to go across the scales and Kevin Baumgartner, he races a pure stock. There were 72. He comes flying through the side of my car and he's like patting me on the back and shoulder, like giving me a big old bear hug. And he's like, I can't believe it, man. I'm like, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was, he was pumped. And there was just a bunch of people there that came over and said, congrats. So it felt good. But yeah, I was just, I would think I was, I was just surprised, honestly, more than anything. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's pretty, it was pretty cool. So, um, so is there, what are, what are the plans for next year? Um, kind of up in the air, but I think I'm going to stick with the mod four. uh, I've been I've been looking around, seeing seeing what options are out there, but I think I'm gonna stick with the stick with the yeah. mod for another year. So perfect, perfect. I like that because that's it's it's how you get better. It's, like I was mm-hmm. explaining in that in that class, it, it takes a minute to get it figured out, and and once you do get figured out, like I think about guys that are in their third fourth year of driving a mod four, and you see this like big swing in results from from a a sixth seventh place car or like a top five as a really good night to like top three I'm contending for the win all the time that's that's a year three to four you know for most drivers that's when that happens kind of a thing you start to figure out what changes to make to affect the car doing this and what air pressures to run and and you know maybe if you got a a a a friend or a driver that is willing to, to, you know, whisper in your ear a little bit on, on mistakes that you're making or that they see, Hey, go ahead and try this. And, and if you stick with that class for a while, man, you're, you'll make a jump and it'll be fun to watch for sure. So, okay. So we, we learned about you and your family history. We thanked your mom and your grandparents. We talked about you being a race car driver now it's on to the yourmth.com rapid fire questions, the part that everybody seems to love the most. So, uh, you have you seen you have, you know what the rapid fire questions are, Nick? Yep. Okay, so it's five questions that may or may not have to do with racing. Uh, some of yours do, most of them don't. Uh, and so, and it's all brought to you by yourmth.com, which is uh, if you're looking for a used car of any like a a truck, a car, a van, uh, uh, some sort of commercial vehicle, whatever you're out there. If you're listening to this and you need any kind of a vehicle, you go to yourmth.com. 
it's probably there already. And if it's not there, if you send them a message, I promise you they can find that sucker for you and it'll be clean and perfect. And, and they'll, it's, they're the best to deal with. So give them a shot at earning your business. Question number one for you is what is your favorite fast food? Fast food, raising cans. Raisin we don't have cans. one up here, but every time we drive through St. Cloud, got to stop. You got to <laughs> swing in. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Um, so it, it's, if I was going to call you out on that, because I, I did some, I did some backstory, some, some cheating on you. And uh, <laughs> if you had said anything else, I was going to call you out on it. So question number two, same thing. What is your favorite non-racing sport? Hockey. Not, no question. Hockey. hockey. Watch yeah. a ton of hockey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and wild, right? Like you're the, you're yeah. a wild guy. Yeah. For oh, sure. Yeah. So, Unfortunately, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Minnesota sports, man. Oh. <laughs> uh, and so is you, uh, did you play like, like through high school and stuff? Nope. I never played. Uh, but just growing up, I mean, we got BSU in town. So I watched a lot of college games. I'm a big North Dakota fan, admittedly. Yeah. So, I mean, past couple of years, I go to a ton of North Dakota games and going to the one this Friday. And I'm going to BSU, funny enough. And there's a home game for them, but I'm going over Grand Forks. So, yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah. There's something uh, magical about the whatever they're called now, like the Sioux. Like it's the Sioux, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, what are they called? Hawks, the, the flying hawks or yeah. something, right? Fighting yeah. hawks, yeah. Fighting, whatever, the Sioux. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, hockey is a. So I'll say this about hockey. Like it is probably second, third, like football is my non-racing thing. Like I died in the wool Vikings guy, tried or true. Like I'll be purple and gold. Yeah. Or uh, but I, I, I like hockey, but I like hockey in person. Like yeah. hockey in person is a thousand times better than hockey on television. Mm -hmm. it's just you hear that a lot you do hear that a lot I just I love it <laughs> yeah it's there's like this it, it sounds stupid but the smell of the ice and like the sounds of the of the blades on the ice and you can hear the pucks being you know passed and like hitting the boards and you can just hear different it is good. just it's so much better to watch hockey in person I love watching hockey in person so me and me and my brother would sit in the living room shooting foam pucks at each other watching the wild every night after school so yeah growing up me and him big hockey guys so that's pretty cool i love it it pretty so, much goes racing right to hockey <laughs> they're 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 close like this yeah they end they end right when the other begins perfect yeah it, it is yeah the season's kind of like they're like you got a sport <laughs> yeah. to be involved in the whole time so uh yeah. what is the biggest thing that you've won now we just talked about that you you know you haven't won any big specials yet or any features or anything like that. But I'm thinking like, have you ever won a raffle or a football board or like uh, uh, you won the Powerball? Like what what's the biggest thing that you've won? I could make a joke here and go back back to back to my high school days like two months ago. But uh, <laughs> me and my way you know back. yeah way back me and Jonathan. We uh we won student athletes of the year. Uh, yeah, it, it, we're fat. It, we're good at sports. That was our acceptance speech. It was great. And were you in sports? Like what? What sports did you play? Oh, we're ping pong wizards. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like a a Bemidji High School inside. Oh yeah, joke is it what was like was. our it was yeah it was more of a joke award than anything. But 
Yeah, other than that, honestly, I don't really know. <laughs> I looking back, um, I don't know. I don't know. I just like to throw that one out there because it was yeah, mostly, no, that's mostly, perfect. Mostly, it was just a funny thing. It was just a joke deal, but that is funny. Yeah, inside joke for everybody that we went to high school with. So, <laughs> co student athletes of the year. I like it. Oh, so. yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, question number four of the ormth.com rapid fire questions is sweet or salty? Oh, man. Depends. Uh, That's me, too. I want both, to be honest with you. Like, I like chips and I like MMs. And if you put them together, like that, is, that's even better. Yeah. I. I probably say salty. I'm kind of as I'm getting getting into my old years now. I'm getting a little more of a salty yeah, guy. Your old years, <laughs> yeah. Eighteen. He's eighteen, people, and he's old now. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so so salty, like more pretzels, yeah. chips, and and beer yeah, versus I, candy. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with that. No, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's all right. Everybody's got a a, a lane to stay in, kind of thing. So, uh, question number five, and you have to. You have to dig deep into this one is what is Nick Sight's scariest moment? Oh man. Right. Uh, uh, that's a tough one. I'm a very jumpy person. If you ask any of anybody that knows me, I am. Easy. Oh, easy. I'm one of the most jumpy people ever. So there's a lot of them, I guess, but, <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably when I was leading the heat race at Brainerd and I spun out in front of everybody, that was pretty oh, scary. I'm not gonna yeah. lie to you. But... Yeah, no, that's a, that's scary to anybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like as far as other things go, there's just I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of them because I'm like I said, jumpy. So. You're you're right. You're you're already on the edge of being scared, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I that's can, a I pretty can good one though. Right. Like. Like if you're leading a race and you know, there's, you know, 15, 20 guys behind you and you spin that that's, that's a nerve wracking moment right there. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. You're just like, Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, and please yeah. don't hit me in the driver's door real hard. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 No, that reminds me like the, the race as we're recording this, the, the, uh, fall classic in Ogilvy just happened. And there's the, the late model race and oh, man. The, the leader coming like on a restart, like into turn one, like off the green flag and just yeah. slow motion spun around and got, got rolled over. And then Donnie Shaw come in and rolled over and it was a scary thing, but that's a tough uh, deal. Yeah, that's a really tough deal. Feel bad for Giassi on that. Oh, too, it was man. yeah. He was he had the race. He was clearly the fastest car on the track, I think. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and just little little too much, right? Right on yeah. right on the drop of the flag there, and it it just around you go. Everybody stubs their toe every now and then, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that that's a good scary moment, and that that'll wrap us up for the the my uh, mth.com rapid fire questions. Um, and I said my mth; it's your mth. Uh, I'm new at this. <laughs> okay, so the the second the last part here is going to be the ECS pay it forward question. East Central Sports, Mac Johnston, the boys down in in North Branch. Uh, you see these pit bikes rolling around the pits all the time, or the golf carts, or whatever it is. Mac is the guy to go to talk to ECS.com. Uh, he is the guy on all of that kind of stuff. 
But like I said, we're giving one away. There's we're almost done filling this thing up for 20 bucks. You get your name on that on that board. And then once it's full, we'll we'll draw the numbers and somebody's going to get a pit bike for 20 bucks. And so uh, it's going to we just got to get the dang thing filled up is all. So, OK, so here we go. The pay it forward question. My last guest gets to ask you a question and you get to ask my next guest a question. My last guest, like I told you, was Buzzy Adams and Blake Adams. And Buzzy deferred to his son uh, and said, Blake gets to ask the question. And so his question for you is, when are you going to be moving up? His his real question is, when are you going late model? And I said, well, <laughs> let's back her down just a little bit. And let's say, when 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 would you like to move up to a bigger class? Or do you want to move up to a bigger class? Um. Hopefully in the next, in the next five years, I'd like to move up to either a B mod or super stock. And I don't know, eventually down the road, I want to be in a late model really bad. That's the dream, but yeah, I'll have to see how that works out. Cause uh, man, those are they're a little spendy. <laughs> they are, uh, they are a tick on the expensive <laughs> side for sure. So hard to think if, about right now as a broke college student. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's the thing is you're, you're you got lineage right and you're you told me that as a college student here you're going into project management start your own contracting company all of a sudden you're you know you yeah. got more money than you can shake a stick at you got people doing the work managing all the day-to-day -day. you're just out racing man you're just out just <laughs> enjoying life yeah 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 Yep. At one point, Don Shaw was just a lowly college student, I bet you. And he thought, man, I'll never get to race late models. And now he owns like 600 late models in a racetrack. And so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, okay. So that, that's a, that's a great answer is, is the ultimate goal is to jump through the window of a late model someday. Uh, but a good four or five year plan to move up to, to get your feet wet, to get real good at driving a mod four, and then uh, hopefully have a benefactor that, that helps you move up into something a little bigger. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. I like that. So, okay. So my next guest, speaking of late models uh, is a guy by the name of Chad Stewart. Do you know Chad? I do not. Okay, so there's there's this late model tour called the Structural Buildings with Soda Late Model Challenge Series, right? Mm, yeah. You've heard yeah. of that. So the guy yeah, who owns Structural yeah. Buildings is Chad Stewart. And yeah, so, uh, I, 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 the name sounded familiar. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows the name Structural Buildings for sure. They just maybe don't connect Chad to it. And that's, yeah. we're, we're going to we're gonna do our part here to connect Chad to Structural Buildings and that tour on the show here. And so, um, not a racer loves racing, um, puts obviously a lot of his, his treasure and time into racing. Um, what, what would your question for Chad be? Hmm. I'd say, what was that? I said, this is always a hard thing to just put you on the spot. Cause I never tell people ahead of time, who 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 their questions going to everybody knows now that there's going to be a question but nobody knows yeah. this too yeah i would just say hmm. how how big would you like to see the challenge series get like that when when question. would you like to see the season start how many races and when would you like to see it in or how or what event 
or if you're just happy where it is (laughs) that is great yeah uh so like car count um start and end dates or like marquee events kind of thing too yeah or if you have any ideas for bigger events, I don't know. I, thought, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it is a tough question for sure. I, think, that's a great question though, buddy. Somebody like that. So I love this year that they did it. It, you know, there was the whole thing kind of weaving through and then it all mm-hmm. ended at the 100. Like, it, like I did. I like that a lot. It, it was, I love that. Uh, you know, they, really they got the crown, the champion there. So yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. Cause then it's, like it's it's that's the big race right and so it was i loved that a lot that they kind of you know weaved the whole season up to that point and so but well nick man i i appreciate you a ton taking some time away from from being a college student (laughs) uh thank you (laughs) uh, yeah for sure for sure uh, and, and I, I wish you nothing but the best of luck going forward in your, in, in college for sure. That's probably more important than your racing career. Uh, not yeah. probably it is for sure more important <laughs> than your racing career, but, um, I wish you nothing but good luck going forward too, man. I, and, and I'm serious that I, from the moment I, like I, the mod fours, I love watching mod fours for whatever reason, it's it's when a lot of people get up and go to the concession stand and I'm not like, I love watching the mod fours. And I, I think it's because that's where I see if I were to actually race a car, I think that's what I would want to race. And so I, I, I tend to watch that class the most and uh, you're, you're going to be a guy in the mod four class. And, and, uh, and I, I hope that you stick with it. I hope that all of the stars just line up and the fetas keep helping you and, other people jump on and, and, uh, and say, you know what, like, I'll, I'll help out John's kid become a race car driver. And, and, uh, and I hope you get to write your own book. That's what I really wish for you, man. I appreciate it, Kyle. You bet. Everyone that's Nick Sites on after the checkers. <laughs>